Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons. And on today's show, we've got to talk about some of the top prospects in the Rockies system right now because... You know, this is going to be a lost season. We knew that kind of going into it. Rockies did make it fun throughout the first three weeks of May, and they're not entirely out of it, but we know that their best players are probably in the minor leagues right now. So we're going to catch up with Bud Barather from the Spokane Indians, highlight some of the best prospects in the system this past week, and of course highlight the series coming up. A lot of NLS games this week. San Francisco Giants, the first series the Rockies are going to be playing against the Giants is on June 6th. Crazy to think about. Let us know in the chat who's your favorite of the Rockies pitching prospects right now. But tip of the cap to Elias Montero, who despite being up with the Rockies right now, he started three of the last five games. He was named the Pacific Coast League Player of the Month for the month of May, which was pretty neat to see. Batted 393 with a 753 slugging percentage. That's above average OPS. He just did that alone in slugging, close to 500 on base percentage with five doubles, nine homers, 30 RBI in 22 games, led the PCL in total bases, homers, RBI, uh, had 12 multi hit performances. He was fantastic. As I said, you know, he has started for the Rockies three of the last five games, twice at first base, once at DH. So, Look, there's really nothing else he can prove down in AAA. He pretty much did that last year, uh, but his stint down in, in AAA with the isotopes was more about transitioning full-time over to first base. The experiment with him sticking at third base seems to be over for right now. He's a first baseman, and he's playing really well. Let's remember some names, because he actually becomes uh, the sixth isotope to win Player of the Month for Albuquerque, but only the fifth Rocky. Ryan McMahon did that in June of 2017. Mike Talkman, that's a good name, June of 2018, Taylor Motter, July of 2021, and then last July, our guy Winton Bernard won the Player of the Month in the Pacific Coast League. Now, we got a new segment here that we're going to do pretty much every first week of the show, Monday or Tuesday, when I'm on, usually by myself, highlighting the best prospects of the week. So here, we've got the top four prospects Guy at AAA, AA, high A, and low A for the Colorado Rockies system. And starting off in AAA is Aaron Schunk. He was fantastic this past week, going 13 for 24. 542 batting average is really great. Four doubles, a homer, five RBI, 1371 OPS. Schunk is one of the next tier infield guys. Him and Coco Montes, they're both not on the 40-man roster, but it's going to be one of those two getting the next opportunity should something happen in the infield and the Rockies need another guy. Schunk is a third baseman right now. He can play a little bit at second base. Coco Montes can play second, third, and short. But Aaron Schunk was uh, the AAA player of the week in our estimation, here at DNVR Rockies for the Isotopes in AAA. Honorable mention, Cole Tucker. You know, he was banged up a lot 
through the first couple months of the season, but he went six for 15 this past week. And Jonathan Daza, who, yes, he got designated for assignment. It seemed like we were saying goodbye to him, but he still stuck around in the organization. He did hit 385 this past week. Honorable mention for the pitchers, Gavin Hollowell, three and two-thirds scoreless innings. We'll see him again plenty more. Maybe even this week, you never know, uh, with how injuries happen for the bullpen. But we'll see him plenty more this season. Really good young reliever. Noah Davis, who did finish up uh, with his last rehab start, he's now been activated off of the IL, so he's healthy. He had four innings pitched, did not give up a run. And Carl Kaufman, in his first start, back at AAA, did really nicely. Uh, lasted six innings, only gave up one earned run, struck out five. In AA, our... Isotope, or rather our, our Hartford Yard Goat player of the week, was Chris McMahon. He did get two starts, which is a rarity in the minors because now guys have their uh, their Mondays off. So you're playing six games in a row. You're going to start once, and that's it. It keeps the mileage down on your arms. But McMahon did get two starts, only gave up three earned runs in nine and a third innings pitched. Gave up 11 hits, one walk, so you know 12 base runners basically in nine innings. Uh but both of those starts were against Akron, so a team got to see him twice. He was even better in his second outing than his first. Honorable mention to Andrew Quizada, who did a really nice job. He now has a 4.35 ERA, which is actually best on the staff. He's been uh, a, somewhat of a sleeper this year for the, the Yard Goats. Joe Rock, really good in his last three starts since missing six weeks on the injured list. He went five innings and gave up two earned runs. Uh, and Dugan Darnell did a nice job, earned a win this week. Two innings pitch, did not give up a run. He's pretty much ready for Albuquerque. So uh, he has not gotten promoted yet, but we should see him uh, take a step forward here pretty soon. And Grant Levine, who actually was one of uh, MLB Pipeline's players of the week, he batted 300. He was the only one above 286 this past week for the Yard Goats. Uh, he did a nice job with a double homer, two RBI, and you love to see more walks than strikeouts. He walked six times and walked only three times. In high A Spokane, we're going to talk to Bud Barther here in just a moment and learn a little bit more about Gabriel Hughes, what he's been able to do. Uh, basically skipped over low A after being drafted last year, but he did go five innings. Uh, did not give up a run, two walks, eight strikeouts. That's one of those big indicators that we've said before, and, and Bud Black has even said it during the pregame conversations we have with him. For minor league pitchers, don't worry about the ERA so much, especially when you're looking at Albuquerque, especially when you're looking at AAA. Those stats are going to be inflated. Look at strikeouts to walk. That is a big indicator. Are you missing bats, and are you throwing strikes, right? Strikeouts to walk are huge. Hughes doing a really nice job with that. Honorable mention for the pitchers, Victor Juarez, still only 19 years old. Really looking forward to hear what Bud has to say about him. And Colin Kafka, who might earn himself a spot back in the rotation. We'll see here if there's any more promotions. Six and two-thirds innings pitched. Did not give up a run. Ten strikeouts to only two Walks on the hitter side. Sterling Thompson returned from the injured list. Had two homers in three games. So he comes back with a bang. Jordan Beck, Yankee El Fernandez, homered. Those are the only guys who actually homered for Spokane this past week. Braxton Fulford probably would have launched one in high A this week. He ended up doing it in double A. We'll have to talk next week uh, with our guy Aaron McBride from Blake Street Banter. He knows a little bit about that home run that was hit in uh, Akron over the weekend. And finally, in low A, Fresno, Jordy Vargas, another one of those 19-year-old pitchers doing it for Fresno. 3.74 ERA this season. Amazing job he's done. He went six innings, only gave up a run, struck out seven, 
only walked two. Nice job for Jordy Vargas, one of those big international signings by the Rockies just a couple years ago. And honorable mention to Skylar Messenger, which is his name you'll, you'll hear kicked about just a little bit. He was a kid from Niwot High School, a Colorado guy, born in Boulder, 19th round pick last year, and uh, he's making his mark early. Uh, so you love to see that. Those are our prospects of the week. Aaron Schoen, Chris McMahon, Gabriel Hughes, and Jordy Vargas. Three pitchers. Really good to see since the Rockies, they can, they can uh, produce those prospect hitters. You know they're going to hit, as they like to say, but the pitchers are coming a long way, which is nice to see. And you know what? If you come a long way down here to the corner of Colfax and York and you're a diehard, you're going to get 15% off all your food and drink at the bar, 20% off at DNVR Locker, which right now includes onesies. We've got a whole bunch of Nuggets onesies, which is great. Uh, super producer, you're here. I'm hoping that maybe we can get some Rockies onesies so we can force Rockies fandom on unsuspecting friends and family and say, here you go. Now your child has to root for the Rockies. Deal with it. There's nothing worse that you might be able to do to a child at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be more of a prank to, to get someone a onesie, but it, it's a fun prank. I'm, or, sure, I'm sure the father is going to love it. The kid's going to hate it when he's 20 and saw his onesie. Like. Or if, your, kid, if you know, your kid's a baseball player, we love seeing those guys who are you know Rockies fans growing up or at least have a picture of them in a onesie, in a Rockies onesie, and you see them, you go, oh, my God, look at that. They ended up playing for the Rockies eventually. You can lock that in over on dnvrlocker.com. Get those onesies again, 20% off with that. And we've got the takeover Saturday. Limited tickets are available. Go to the site. It will tell you if we've got enough left for you and your crew. Parties two or four. I think we could even do a, a party of six. But you come down here to the bar, do some pre-gaming, free brick brews on the bus. We take you down to the game on Saturday, June 10th. Sitting in right field, right where Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be playing. You get yourself a free Rocky shirt. You know what? If you already have that one, we'll, we'll make sure we take care of you. And you'll get a different shirt from the DNVR locker. Beer's back on the bus again. Take you back to the bar. It's going to be an amazing time. And, uh, and again, get those tickets while they last. Make sure you head over to SaturdayNeon.com. It's a really cool company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU Boulder. Uh, they make officially licensed coll uh, collegiate logo LED signs. They're Denver-based. And whether you're a diehard fan or just a casual supporter, you'll love the way these signs light up your space in either Buffs colors, Rams colors. They've got some other ones, Alabama, Auburn. We've got them here in the bar. They look amazing. They come from, like, the smaller size to really oversized, like three foot by three foot. So depending on what you want, depending on the vibes in your little man cave or just, you know, your garage, whatever it is, it's going to set it off in a really major way. They've got uh, deals with 19 select schools, Colorado, Arizona, Alabama, Wisconsin, so many more. Head over to SaturdayNeon.com and use code DNVR for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over 200. And head to BreckBrew.com to go to their Breck Brew locator to find out where you can get some Avalanche Ale. I mean, we have them on set, so I'm all good and I'm all taken care of. But you need to know where you can get them. You go to breckbrew.com, find out about where you can get an American amber that blends pale chocolate and caramel malts and a well-rounded, flavorful beer. It's might be the end of the Avs season, but it doesn't have to be the end of your summer season. With Avalanche Ale, head to breckbrew.com. Joining us on the show today, first-time guest, very excited. First time I think we've had anybody from Spokane on the show in our entire time of DNVR Rockies podcast. It's Bud Barather. 
Super excited to bring in head of public relations for the nearly, nearly first place Spokane Indians. Bud, how you doing today? Hey, good, good. Yeah, just one game back um, and still plenty of time for the boys to make some noise. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are, you guys have an exciting team. I mean, the roster is loaded. You knew that was going to be the case after everything Fresno was able to do. Um, but before we even get into all of that, I like, I like my guests to plug away right away. So for anyone that wants to go up and check out High A Spokane, what are some of the promotions you guys have on deck coming up this summer? Uh, and, and, and reasons why, why people should check out the Pacific Northwest. It's, it's the home of the all-star game this year. So it is home of the all-star game. And, you know, Vista stadium is 65 years old this year. Um, wow. So if you are a lover of baseball, if you're a lover of history, um, there are some incredible stories to tell out here. It's a dirty word. It's the D word, but we were affiliated with the Dodgers for a long time. So we do have some, um, Tommy Lasorda memorabilia out yeah. here, Steve Garvey from those heydays. The Rockies didn't even exist then. So, you know, no <laughs> ill will from that. I'm sure we would have been affiliated if we could. Um, uh, yeah, the, the history here is incredible. You know, baseball here in Spokane, the Spokane Indians date back to 1903. Um, so we've got, you know, Hall of Famer Stan Kovaleski, George High Pockets, Kelly, uh, turn of the century. And we've got more current guys like Carlos Beltran, Zach Grinke that played out here, Bruce Bochy managed out here in 1989. So while we're excited wow. to see him doing well with the Rangers, it delays his Hall of Fame eligibility. So we have to hold off on that for a little bit to celebrate him out here. Um, yeah, the, the history and the area is just gorgeous. If you see pictures of our ballpark, you've got the backdrop with the pine trees. Since we've started playing in April now, we have snow on the hills uh, still when the season starts too. So you know, the players sometimes come from warm climates. Uh, they're not used to the snow, but I tell them, you know, if you're going to play in Denver, it gets kind of chilly there too at Coors Field. So it's a, it's a good place to get prepped for that. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, that with, with the Rockies affiliates, they all kind of have some of that connection to, Hey, here's what you're going to face, you know, whether it's in Albuquerque playing at, you know, five miles above sea level. Okay. You're going to be dealing with that in Denver. And like you said, in, in Spokane, uh, in high A. So it's, some of them, it's not their first go round. So they've got, they, they got it easy in the California league in Fresno. Right. And now they come up to you and they go, all right, now let's deal with weather and some bus rides. Yeah. We gave Zach Veen his first taste of snow last year. It's been nicer here this spring. And I think that's uh, helped the bats start a little bit hotter this year than they did last year as well. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, about Zach and, um, and just, you know, what would it, what it was like, you know, get him to cover him last year. And, and what's it like for any of those guys that, you know, you get to see and you know they're, they've they got some big things ahead of them and you kind of continue to follow them through their path to the big leagues. What was that like uh, for Zach last year for you? Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. We've really, you know, this is our third year with the Rockies and we've really been spoiled with talent. Um, in the past, as a short season team, sometimes guys would get drafted, go to extended and then skip over us. Um, so now it's great that we get these top guys every year. Uh, Zach was, uh, he was a real character. Um, you know, he was a fan favorite. Um, you know, we knew he was fast. Nobody knew. I think he was what 50 steals and 54 attempts with us last year. Um, so it, every time he got on base, it was kind of like, you know, when Barry Bonds comes up to bat, it's must see TV. When Zach Veen got on base, it was must see TV. Um, yeah, he was just an electric personality and, uh, yeah, we were lucky to have him as long as we did. And we love following these guys. Our fans get to know them with a longer season better. Um, so yeah, they definitely stay involved and we're rooting for him. You know, he had a great Arizona fall league and hopeful that things will start clicking pretty soon with the yard goats. Yeah. You, you got to hope and you got to figure out that, that it will for him because he's such a, such a great talent. 
Yeah, you've you've got the uh, the hitters doing it again this year, where you've got uh, a group, and we'll talk about the pitchers too, because I think the pitchers are kind of a little bit underrated right now uh, for Spokane. But if we're talking about guys with swagger, I mean, you you follow up Veen last year with both Jordan Beck and Yankee Fernandez, which I don't think he's known for that swagger, but I, I, he does have some, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely, off the charts, <laughs> eighty grade swagger. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> He, you know, last month, um, Yankee, he hit our first cycle in over 40 years. Um, the last one was the, the Mariners affiliation in 1979. I couldn't believe we didn't have one again, but he had a cycle. And then a few weeks later, he had a, a grand slam that won a fan $10,000. And yeah, he might have high stepped a little down to, the, to first base, but I think I would have as well. So yeah, no, he's a, he's a, a wonderful personality, uh, very charismatic. And I mean, he just hits everything in sight. He's, he's incredible to watch. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, uh, Beck is among the lead leaders in, in in home runs and and RBI. And you know, for any of the fans out there that that look at statistics, and again, sometimes they can be very misleading. Again, in the PCL, you see a guy with a six ERA and go, "He's not very good." When in actuality, like you know, he's actually like league average. You know what I mean? And somewhere yeah. else, he's going to be even better than that. For anyone that looks at at some of the hitter statistics, like. Yankiel or, or Jordan Beck and say, oh, this guy needs to be called up, like get him on the fast track to the majors. It's not as simple as that. Like there's there's a lot that goes into being ready for that next level. And the statistics aren't really the, the be all end all for that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, not like the PCL, the, the Northwest League plays fairly neutral. There are some parks like Everett's Funko Field where, you know, <laughs> you saw Amador hit three home runs there the other day and he's an incredibly talented hitter, but they, they might not have gone out here. Um, so it is fairly neutral here, which is good. Um, but if you, our right field line is about 296 out and it's about five feet tall. So there are a lot of pop-ups that happen to catch the breeze and, and sail out here. And yeah, you see guys, you know, with a 1200 OPS here and then they go up to Hartford and all of a sudden, you know, it's 400. So yeah, it is a big, big leap. And, you know, we, see things uh, in players and we think, oh, this guy's got everything. But, you know, the, the scouts, obviously, the people up top of the Rockies know the underlying things and can tell this guy's ready to go up, even if his numbers aren't great, or this guy needs to work on some things, even if his numbers look pretty good. Yeah, the the obvious baseball adage of, if you make an out seven out of 10 times, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so how do yeah. You- well, yeah. I, I just checked. We are hitting 300 as a team, 303 as a team at home this year. Um, with a 911 OPS, which is, you know, more than 100 points higher than the closest team. So, yeah, I mean, they've been very good, and they've been just incredible at home, which is obviously wonderful for us. Right. So if you guys are hitting 300, who are the Hall of Famers on this team? No. Well, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, you know, Yankee was just named, you know, the player of the month um, for May for the Northwest League, but we mm-hmm. legitimately had three or four guys that could have won it. Um, Zach Kokoska, you know, he's kind of an under-the-radar um, you know, not a premier prospect, but he hit 391, nine home runs, 25 RBIs. Beck won player of the week twice. He had 10 home runs and 25 RBIs. It was, you know, it was like murderer's row out here mm-hmm. um, with this lineup we've got. And now Sterling Thompson comes back, who was hitting, you know, almost 500 before he got injured. So we are, yeah, very spoiled. Yeah, you, you mentioned murderer's row. I was going to add the the Adiel Amador that you said with the three-homer game and uh, Sterling Thompson homers in uh, two of his three games since returning from the IL. And then even, you know, Benny Montgomery is in that, like, upper echelon, that somewhat household names for uh, for Rockies fans. What, what have you got on any of those three guys? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we started the year, I think, once Amador got here, we had seven of the top 11 Rockies prospects. Wow. Um, so, yeah, really just incredible. And Benny's had some really hot stretches. He's been a bit hot or cold, but, you know, he had a, a brief moment where he was dinged up. Um, but, you know, he puts the bat on the ball and it'll, it'll start falling in. He's got a good approach at the plate and a good idea. A, a little Hunter Pence-esque. Um, <laughs> he's fun to watch up there and he's very fun to chat with. He's a very engaging personality. So, um, we like him and Amador. Yeah. He's just been electric since he's got here. He started a little bit slow, but he's really been clicking. Um, you know, last month he had more walks than strikeouts, which is kind of his, his MO. He had that three home run game, um, you know, steals bases, plays good defense. He's spent a little time at second base as well with us here. So yeah, just up and down the lineup. It, it's incredible. And even guys like, uh, you know, Nick Kent, um, kind of overlooked, mm -hmm. he's been, you know, he's been on a tear at the plate. Um, and Ben Sims, since he's come up from Fresno, yeah, we've been, there's not a weak spot in the lineup really. And Fulford will miss him as at catcher, but he was, uh, tearing the cover off the ball and deserved the chance to get up to Hartford. Yeah. I wanted to mention him with his, uh, promotion to double a, uh, getting his first home run out of the way with the yard goats, which was nice to see. You mentioned Zach Kokoska as, as part of that, that group, that, of players who kind of get overlooked. And Juan Guerrero, I think, is part of that too, you know, yeah. because Yanko Fernandez is hitting all the home runs, all the RBI, and then Juan Guerrero is right behind him, in, but yet, you know, still deserves a lot of attention and doesn't get enough of it, but but he's incredibly talented as well. He is, yeah, yeah. No, in, in past years, a guy like Guerrero would be one of our top hitters, and sure. we're just so, um, yeah, spoiled with talent this year that he falls down, but he certainly shouldn't be overlooked. You know, he's a young guy. Great bat, good speed on the bases. He's uh, had a couple of triples the last few few games out. And, um, yeah, good pop in the bat. And he's got a good approach at the plate as well. He doesn't strike out very much, puts the ball in play. And, yeah, we uh, it's uh, you never know what you're going to see any night. It feels like we've had a lot of nights, and it's not a high-scoring league, where we'll have 15 runs, 16 runs, 21 hits, 22 hits. And we, <laughs> we order these coupons to give away when you hit certain um, marks, whether it's seven runs or two home runs or 10 strikeouts. And, you know, we ordered based off last year. And I think we're running out of a lot of those because they've just lit up the scoreboard every night. Yeah. We, we have in, uh, in Denver when, when the Rockies score seven or more runs, even when they're on the road, free tacos, you have, like buy two tacos, you get two free at Taco Bell. So that's the magic number. You hit seven, there's going to be some tacos out there. What, what's the promotion that you guys have going? This we have that as well. you got to have the apostrophe, too, in the tacos, right? Um, so, yes. yeah, seven runs. Uh, we have uh, DLTs with 10 or more strikeouts from the pitching staff. We give away free Pepsi Zeros. Um, and last year, it was about every third game. And, gosh, with our pitching <laughs> staff this year, it's been almost every other game. So I'm going to have to get with our printing partner and get some more of those printed. Um, with home runs, we give away Frosties uh, from Wendy's. So if we – hit one it's just one section if we hit two everybody in the ballpark gets it so it, it feels like some nights we're paying the fans to come to the games with the way the offense has been performing man you're feeding an entire village just with the yeah, offensive yeah and they're all spelled apostrophe s pepsis frosties right you know. right <laughs> that's it that's cool that you guys have that something like that for pitching because the, the pitching is really solid um i think you guys have like a six-man rotation going right now and that makes sense with you know all of the arms out of there between gabriel hughes Carson Palmquist, two guys who were drafted last year really high. Jaden Hill from the 2021 draft. And then Brian Castillo, Victor Juarez, and Jared Candy, who does not get enough love. Maybe talk, if you can, about, about Gabriel Hughes. Uh, there are some rumors out there that he might have gone to AA. Uh, yeah, but he was, yeah. He was fantastic. 
uh, this worst past kept week. secret in baseball, but yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's been electric for us. We were really excited to get him, you know, obviously with the Gonzaga connection, having pitched in Spokane previously. And he did so well in that spring training major league game with the Rockies where, you know, saying, oh, man, he's just going to go right up to Hartford to start the year. <laughs> he did so well. Um, but yeah, it, and it, it worked out to our favor that the games got rained out in Vancouver to open the series. So he was our opening night starter here in Spokane. You know, he threw five no hit innings. Um, the applause, you know, when he's announced from Gonzaga is just incredible. And, you know, his ERA doesn't look great, but, you know, you talked about strikeout to wash ratio. He's like a four to one. Um, just a little bit of bad luck on balls in play. And yeah, he, he really is a commanding presence on the mound. Great guy, um, really easy to work with. Um, you know, he doesn't mind doing interviews. He'll come back even after a bad night and do them. And he's also one of those guys that, you know, is walking through the dugout at the end of the game and is picking up cups and cleaning up, um, you know, so he's a real gamer. And if, if he doesn't make it, it's not from any lack of work ethic or something. It'll be a, an act of God that keeps him from being a, you know, a three or four guy in the, in the major league someday. Yeah, that was, that's, it's so cool that he was able to be there for the, the opener. And, you know, we have in Colorado now with Kyle Freeland doing it each and every year. And again, you know, Colorado uh, doesn't have a, a ton of players in the big leagues. Same thing, you know, kind of in that area of, of, of Spokane where, you know, there's a handful of guys, but the odds that they're going to be with you know, your parent affiliate and then come through there and actually get an opportunity to do it on opening day in that fashion is like, that's an, all, that's an all-timer right there. If you're a Spokane Indians fan and you're, you're a fan of, of baseball in the Pacific Northwest, to have been there at that game and be a part of that, that's really special. Yeah, yeah, the stars really aligned for that. Although I, I feel like we kind of made a deal with the devil because last homestand we had to make up those uh, rainout games in Vancouver. We had to make them up in Spokane because we didn't play them again in the first half. So uh, last week was a long week, but it, it was worth it for that special opening night. Yeah, the guy that uh, that is probably the least notable or the least known by some, some prospect fans uh, for the Rockies would be Jared Candy. And he is a player that... Uh, I feel like he did it last year. He's doing it this year. Three nine one ERA, three and one uh, in his eight starts. I feel like he deserves a little bit more attention for what he's been able to do so far this season with you guys. Yeah, yeah, and he's a guy that really goes out and grinds. Um, I know that's a a, <laughs> a term that gets thrown around. A I've lot, never heard but, that. You know, <laughs> some of these guys they may only go two innings. Our starters, some have struggled and only gone three. But with Jared, every night, you know, he's going to go out there even if he doesn't have his best stuff and he's going to give you five or six innings and that takes some pressure off the bullpen. And, and there's nights, yeah, where he really lights it up and uh, opposing hitters just don't seem to have a chance against him. But even if he doesn't have that, he's going to get you some innings and that, that goes a long way. Yeah. Jaden Hill and Carson Palmquist, I mean, are right there where, like you said, um, uh, different years, Juan Guerrero would be your marquee guy. I feel like in other years, Jaden Hill and Carson Palmquist, varying levels of success, but still, as far as the name goes, they would be, you know, right at the top of the marquee for you guys in your rotation. Yeah, yeah. And Jaden Hill is one of those guys, you know, he didn't get a pitch much in college uh, due to injury, but every every time out here, he's gotten better. Um, and his stuff is, um, you know, dynamite. You really just hear the pop of the catcher's mitt, uh, catcher's mitt when he's throwing. And, you know, he struggled his first outing and he's really um, come back and battled through that adversity. I think the other night, you know, he had the bases loaded, nobody out in the first. He got out with one, just giving up one run, and then he battled through another three innings. So each time out, he's gotten a little better. He's pitched a little longer. And I think he's a guy that's kind of sailing under the radar, but he's going to be, you know, 
an exciting guy for the Rockies, whether that's as a starter or they move him into the, you know, the bullpen and he throws 105, but yeah, he's fun to watch. And, and Palmquist as well. He's got that kind of unorthodox arm slot, um, mm-hmm. lefty, tough to pick up on, um, very fiery, uh, real competitor. And it's pretty neat for us. His brother pitched out here as a Rangers prospect uh, oh, about seven or eight years ago. So it's kind of fun to see those family ties. Yeah, he's he's an exciting guy to watch as well. And I mean, in the bullpen too, like you've got guys who were starters last year in Fresno. So like that gives you an idea how, how loaded the roster is. And yeah. although, you know, closer Angel Chavi is, you know, again, higher ERA. He's a guy with a lot of upside that I like. Evan Justice, I mean, I don't think he's given up a run all year. Uh, those are probably two names amongst maybe any others that you can think of that, you know, we don't tend to follow the the relief pitchers in the right. minors and say, oh, man, this guy's a, a thing. Gavin Hollowell now, where we got to see him debut last year, and you go, oh, he's a thing. Got to keep an eye on him. Are there any other players besides, you know, Chavi or Justice or, or anyone else that, you know, they might just just be a reliever right now, a failed starter, if you will. But keep an eye on this guy because he could make an impact in the major leagues at some point. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned earlier Colin Kafka, and he's been kind of a swing man. Um, he'll go four innings out of the bullpen. He's made a couple of starts for us, and he's really pitched well the last month mm-hmm. and a half. Um, he's been great. Um, Bryce McGowan, who is a recent arrival um, from Fresno, has been uh, just uh, lights out since he, he got here with us. And Justice, we were sad to see him go. Um, you know, he was injured all of last year, so we never got to see him pitch. And then all of a sudden he's on the mound. He's left-handed. He's thrown from, a, again, an unusual arm slot, and he's hit 97, 98. Um, so he definitely deserved that promotion to Hartford. Um, and same with Jacob Kostyshock. He got bumped up as well, some of those older arms. So we liked having them here, but obviously you want them to keep moving up. Um, and the guys that have come up from Fresno have, have kind of plugged those gaps. And Fresno's really good too. So it's that gift and a curse where you, you want to see a guy obviously do really well, does too well, he's gone, but then yeah. you know, somebody else could take his spot. So uh, that's all right. Yeah, Mark in the chat saying Hughes, it's got to be the, the, his favorite, as well as Jaden Hill, um, as far as the, the best prospects, uh, pitching prospects in the system right now. So, um, and, and I think we mentioned him earlier, but Victor Juarez, um, yeah. you know, the, the young guy, uh, you know, he's only 19, the baby-faced assassin. He looks it. Um, yeah, he, he's... He's been really good. He's a he's a great kid, really level head. Obviously, you know, he pitched for Team Mexico in the Little League World Series. So yeah. he's competed on big stages. And his favorite movie is Rocky Four. So, you know, he's really a guy after my heart. Wow. He checks yeah. off all the boxes. Right, Actually, sp- yeah. speaking of checking off boxes, one note that I had down here was that you're you're a big rugby fan? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got to spend a couple of years in New Zealand, um, lived there for about three years. Uh, with my wife right after she graduated from vet school. So obviously we, we caught the, uh, the all black fever down there and um, got some crusaders games and I don't quite have the build for it. Um, <laughs> a little on the brittle side, but yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. I, I took to that a little more than I did to cricket. There you go. Nice. Well, we'll have to get you out to uh, Colorado. If you do, we'll, uh, we'll take you out to an American Raptors game. We've, we've got a really good facility uh, not too far from here. So when, when your yeah, season's over, you get down when the season ends. Uh, you could you could swing on in for uh, that final week against like the Twins. I think they play the Dodgers right there at the uh, end of September. So hopefully, yeah, that'd be great. Hopefully, we'll see some more of our guys up there. Shunk, you know, is knocking on the door. He was out yeah. here in twenty twenty one. It's great seeing Doyle um, do well, and it's kind of fun. Profar obviously was out here thirteen years ago as a prospect with the Rangers, and it's fun seeing him now with the Rockies as well. And Bud Black pitched for us in nineteen eighty one. 
um, as a left-hander with the Mariners. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of connections to the Rocky Mountain State for us. Kind of a hometown guy. I mean, that's his, he's, he's a Washington guy. So that's pretty yeah. cool. That's nice. But thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me today, uh, Patrick. And, uh, Oh, we, I forgot to show. We've got these great new, uh, Spokane Indians hats in Rockies colors. Purple. Um, yeah, they're all over the ballpark. We're actually almost sold out of them. Um, but it's kind of cool to see, you know, with the Rockies now, we're with them for 10 years. And, you know, people here are kind of becoming fans of the Rockies. So it's uh, it's neat to see more purple around the ballpark now. That's it, yeah. Between Bud Black and Gabriel Hughes, that's it. You're you're converting plenty of people. And the purple definitely helps. That, that will pop just yeah, about anywhere. Yeah. Those are cool. And I know we talk about, you know, being Rockies fans, but everybody here are Mariners fans. It's not like they have a whole lot to write home about either. So, it, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, I guess. I'd say you can have an American League team and a National League team. Exactly, and you might need exactly, to have yeah. two of those. <laughs> if we're talking Mariners, Rockies, you might need to have two. So, yeah. but thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Hopefully we do see you at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. We'd love that. All right. Well, thanks for having me today, Patrick. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Bye. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, we'll have to get him down to uh, Infinity Park down there in Glendale for American Raptors. I mean, if you don't know, if you haven't had the same experience as Bud and uh, I've been to New Zealand, you can learn all about it on the DNVR Rugby podcast with Colton Strickler's 101s, interviews with coaches, you name it. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Tickets are 10 bucks. Children 12 and under, they come in absolutely for free. If you can't make it, you can watch all of the American Raptors matches live on ESPN+. Plus. Also be sure... Uh, to make sure that uh, you're heading down to, to Rugby Town, USA. It's an amazing location. Absolutely beautiful. I think they've got some views of the mountains as well there. But again, the rugby is top notch. You're going to learn the game just like the players are learning it because you don't necessarily grow up in a little league for rugby. You have to learn the game. And so these are former basketball players, baseball players. It's really cool. He- head over to AmericanRaptors.com for your tickets and head over to ShadyRays.com. If you want some of these shades here, I mean... It's not officially the Zach Veen model or the Jordan Beck model, but I feel like it's it's very fitting today since we're talking prospects. Uh, I got to rock these bad boys and super producer you here. He's got the same style. I think you you wear them a little, you, you rock them a little bit better than I do, but that's okay. I, that's okay. I, I don't need to necessarily match styles with you. I love them. If you don't happen to love your shades from ShadyRays.com, within 30 days you can get a full refund. Uh, but we know you're going to love it. We know you're going to love their lost and broken replacement policy because if you happen to break your glasses, they'll send you a new pair. If you happen to lose them, like some people on the DNVR Rockies beat, we're not going to name names. There's a lot of people who come in and out. It's a mystery. It's a mystery who this person might be, but they're going to send you a brand new pair. It's fantastic. It's an independent sunglass company. They keep the prices down low for you, and you could buy one, get one free when you use promo code DNVR. You actually get 50% off if you head down to the Park Meadows Mall and buy two or more pairs of polarized shades. Try the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 folks, and you're going to feel cool when you head to game time, because game time tickets, they're going to save you a lot of money. In fact, you can probably save so much money on game time tickets that it can cover the cost of a pair of shady rays because game time tickets, not only are they giving you $20 off your first purchase when you use code DNVR, but also they allow you to get tickets up to the point in which the event starts. So instead of saying, well, I got to buy my tickets early, that's usually when the prices are the highest, when people kind of have that fear of missing out. They want to get their tickets early. And so you know what? You're paying for that convenience. You're paying extra for that convenience. 
But here's the cool thing with game time is if you wait up as far as an hour before the game, so maybe an hour 15, hour 30, two hours before an event starts, a game starts, a concert starts, prices start to come down because a lot of these ticket brokers are people who unfortunately can't make the event. They want to get something for their money and they don't want to get completely shut out. So game time allows for that window where you can go ahead and get tickets below face value, maybe even up to about 60% off of that face value. Again, when you go to Game Time Tickets, use code DNVR, click the link in our description. 15 million people have downloaded the Game Time app and have scored the best seats to all of their favorite events. You can definitely do that right now for Giants and Rockies. Not a ton of juice in this series. The Padres one is going to be the series with juice coming up this weekend. And of course, our takeover on Sunday. Plenty of juiciness, like the Juice Drop IPA, you know, for Breckenridge Brew. No, this, I'm not slipping into another ad read. I'm just kind of pointing out you get free drinks at the takeover. It's great. So, what's been going on with the San Francisco Giants? You know that they had that awful offseason that they just failed every which way. Aaron Judge was a member of the Rockies for, or excuse me, was a member of the Giants for about seven minutes. The arson judge tweet to the Giants that didn't last very long. Carlos Correa. That was more like seven days. He was a member of the Giants before the physicals came back. And they said, yeah, we we don't want to hitch ourselves to that wagon. So then they signed a ton of mid-range free agents from outfielders Mitch Hanniger and Michael Conforto, starting pitchers Sean Manaya and Ross Stripling, and then relievers Taylor Rogers and Luke Jackson. So yes, Taylor and Tyler Rogers, twin brothers, both in the same bullpen. One's a righty, one's a lefty. Looking forward to kind of catching up with those guys as they are back home in Colorado. They're Colorado kids. They went to Chatfield High. I mean, they're uh, a part of four generations of firefighters in Colorado. In fact, probably after their career, they're going to get back into uh, or get into becoming firefighters. And they will be the first ever fifth generation Colorado firefighters, the Rogers twins, Tyler and Taylor Rogers. So that'll be fun to kind of see them back at the ballpark. Jack Peterson took the qualifying offer, so that's where they're at. They've had a lot of success this year. A lot of that has to do with their rookies. Now, it's kind of a different situation. You know, the Rockies have finally relented a little bit. We know Tovar was going to be starting at shortstop all season long. He's been doing that. Bretton Doyle has pushed his way into the mix. He's their starting center fielder right now. Done deal with that. Nolan Jones and Elias Montero, we're seeing them at first base just about every day. Jones sometimes in right field, a lot more so, with Chris Bryant on the IL. So now we've got, you know, regularly three to four rookies. Montero's not a rookie. He's a young guy. But you've got those guys now in the starting lineup. A lot of that has to do with not underperforming players and injuries. Let's not let's face it, CJ Crone being injured uh, was a big one that's opened up a spot over at first base. Giants kind of had a similar story that where they've got their rookies now starting and doing big things for them. And I really think that this week, particularly against the Giants, will be really indicative of where the Rockies are on the pecking order of teams on the rise. So Bill Schmidt said in the offseason, hey, Arizona, they are, they are about a year or so ahead of us in their rebuild. He didn't use that word. He didn't use that word. He didn't use the word rebuild. But they're a year or so ahead as far as their young guys making an impact on the big league level. Emphasis on or so, because they are definitely head and shoulders above the Rockies' core of guys right now. 
You look at the Kansas City Royals. They've got a plenty of young guys that are coming up through the system now. Bobby Witt's seen his second year. But otherwise, Rockies were able to you know handle them fairly easily. Nearly got the sweep, but they took two out of three. So they're, I could say that they're ahead of the Royals in that pecking order for maybe getting back on the right track and getting back to the postseason. Giants, it'll be interesting to see what they've got with their Patrick Bailey, Casey Schmidt, a couple other young guys, rookies, that are in their starting lineup. Blake Sable, those are the guys. It'll be uh, interesting to see how the Rockies rookies will make an impact on the series against the Giants rookies. Um, that's that's kind of interesting to see here. For these three games that we've got going on, of course, the Rockies can't spend like the Giants do in free agency, so they will really need to rely on the fact that their prospects are the one that's going to take them to the next level. And we're going to be seeing that over the next year or so, next couple years, uh, especially with the guys that we talked to uh, Bud about in Spokane. And a lot more hitters than pitchers. So you really got to hope a guy like Gabriel Hughes now uh, going up to Double A, Joe Rock, he's now healthy. Chris McMahon finding his way. Hopefully, Case Williams can do that here at the Double A level. That some of these pitchers will figure it out. If not, and even without the if not, even without that caveat, you got to maybe be able to take some of these hitters you've got in the minors and swap them for some pitching. Elhiris Montero, if he doesn't have a place on this team going forward, then he is a really great asset. He's a really good trade chip to possibly bring in a young starting pitcher that's in double-A, triple-A. I don't know that you're going to find another Herman Marquez like Jeff Breidich was able to do in January of 2016 from the Tampa Bay Rays, but you can at least try. The Rockies are going to try to uh, win this series against the Giants. Tonight's matchup will be Denelson Lamette getting his second start, going back into the rotation after a very rough start last week against Arizona, against righty John Brebbia. I think we might see uh, Sean Manaya today, too. Kind of see. We'll see what happens with that. On, two, on uh, Wednesday's game, Connor Siebold against Logan Webb. And then on Thursday, getaway day for the Giants. Day game, Chase Anderson looks to continue his trend. They picked him up off the scrap heap. They picked him up off of waivers. And he's been uh, an incredibly fresh breath of fresh air, right? Incredibly good breath of fresh air. You love to see that. He's kind of doing what Jose Urania did last year as a veteran guy. He's not missing bats, but he's being productive, and that's what the Rockies need in their rotation. They need a lot of their young guys to be able to do that as well. So uh, that will be really fun to see this week. I don't know if we'll end up seeing one of the guys move up in the rotation because you did have the off day on Monday. Could you move up Freeland a day? Uh, to possibly get him in the Padres series a little bit earlier. I doubt we'll we'll get that, but we'll be at the ballpark today talking with Bud Black, finding out about that. You can uh, get all the tweets, all the updates over on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. Uh, props to the Ardo here in our DNVR Rockies chat. Make sure you're, you're watching us each and every day. Uh, we've got another one tomorrow at 1 p.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel live on YouTube. Mikey J., Appreciate the only direction is up. You know what? That's it's almost backhanded, right? Because you're saying we're down and you can't get any lower. And Mikey J can't argue with that to a degree. So definitely on the way up. So we're going to be looking for all those things on the way up on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lyons is where I can be found. And the momentum we build today is nice, but unfortunately, that momentum is only as good as our next show. And good thing we've got another one coming in tomorrow, Wednesday, here at 1 p.m. live on the DNVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube.